It's a cool looking shirt, and you should show off your gun. So by all means, <laughs> yeah, in my pea shooters. Pew, I'll pew, show pew. you some pea shooters, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the home of the brave. Welcome to episode 32 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. Oh, it feels like forever since we've done this, James, but I am happy to be back behind the microphone and I am happy to be providing content for you, our very patient and um, devoted listener. Amen to that, and welcome back. We hate when you are taken away from us over at the West Coast, so good to have you back, sir. Thank you. Yes, uh, for those of you who aren't aware, which is probably all of you, uh, I got called once again to go to Seattle very last minute. Unfortunately, I, I did not have time. We did not have time to prepare to record a podcast while I was on the left coast, as they call it, Uh, so I was unable to hunker down and provide the content which not only you have become accustomed to but you deserve actually depending on the content that might be insulting (laughs) (laughs) but uh you at least deserve the try so we we sincerely apologize for skipping the week and uh or however long it's been i honestly can't remember it maybe it was two weeks ago maybe it was two months ago it's it feels like forever since the last time we recorded one of these things it always seems that way with good things. For example, like the NHL season's back, and even though they have the shortest off season, and they even had a little tournament in between, it's still great to have it back, and you miss it so badly. So something hmm. that's good, that's a good sign, actually. Yeah, happy to, to have the NHL back. Uh, James and, and I actually have the Rangers-Islanders game on in the background as we record this podcast. So, uh, you know, we're we're happy... We're hap- you know, obviously this is about deck hockey, but, uh, you know, we are hockey fans, so we enjoy the NHL as well. And uh, I think watching, I- I've talked about this before, but just watching hockey makes me want to play hockey. And really, th- not that you need an excuse to want to play hockey, but it- it's a good thing if it puts you in the mood. Absolutely. <laughs> Whatever gets you in the mood, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Anyway, we should get into tonight's starting lineup. Since it's been so long, you probably forgot who's talking to you. And Am I still on for, the team? <laughs> yeah, for tonight's starting lineup. In goal, as ever, I am the American Rhino, number 35, Gary McComiskey. And, of course, my stalwart co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. How are you, James? I didn't even Good. ask. That's very rude. No, not at all. I'm doing very well. And as you said, with the NHL season back, I'm doing a little bit better. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well myself. Uh, Got plenty of irons in the fire, but um, it's always good to make time for hockey and and make time for podcasting. So, you know, I can't complain. Well, I shouldn't complain. Let's make that distinction. 
you're a talented <laughs> man and everybody loves you. So we're all pulling you in different directions. So yeah, sorry about right. that. <laughs> All right, James, would you be so kind as to tell our stalwart listeners what is on deck for this particular podcast? Yes, sir. World Cup of Hockey Final. In case you missed it a couple of weeks ago, Team Europe made it all the way to the final to face Team Canada, and we're oh so close to handing Canada its only loss of the tournament in Game 2. That is until the last two minutes where it all unraveled so quickly. Congratulations to Canada for capitalizing on the home ice advantage and winning the tournament. The 2016-2017 NHL regular season. Here we go, baby. Now, as everybody else in the media has released his predictions on what teams will finish first and or make the cup playoffs, we at Hit the Deck will focus on the statistically more challenging task of guessing what teams will not qualify. That's right. We'll work from the bottom up and guess who will finish in the basement and who will prove the doubters wrong. And more Hockey at Rockies. According to a very good source, the October Deck Hockey Tournament is happening on Saturday the 22nd. No word posted on the Rocky Sullivan's website yet, but still check out RockySullivan'sRedHook.com for more info and hope to see you there. Gary and I have cool Hit the Deck stickers for you too. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You are welcome, sir. I really hope that the Hockey at Rockies tournament happens in... uh... On the 22nd? I mean, it's it's expected, and it's in, like, a week. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it would be nice if they let somebody know about it. Yeah, exactly. We, we've been preparing for it and, and practicing and things like that. So, hey, if anything, we'll be in better shape and better prepared for whatever comes up. But, yeah, hopefully it'll be official and they'll get things going. Yeah, right. All right. Well, thank you. So uh, why well, don't we kick this thing off? Yeah, it's kind of old news, but just in case anybody missed it, the World Cup of Hockey final, um, it's a best of three series after the uh, the seeds and, and all that stuff and then the knockout rounds and so on and so forth. So everybody figured Canada was going to make the final because it was in Toronto and they had a ridiculous team and they were just an international tournament. I think this is the fourth one in the row that they've won, including the Olympics. So they're just on, on a whole other plateau. But for me, I thought it was a big surprise that Team Europe made it all the way to face them. Mm. A lot of us either were rooting for or thought that Team USA would have been the team to face Canada. But <laughs> it didn't happen. And uh, Europe deserved it. They played great. They had uh, excellent goaltending from uh, Halak. So all the Islander fans out there should be happy with that. And thank you very much to Brad for posting on our Hit the Deck uh, Facebook page his predictions and summary of the upcoming Islanders season. So that was really helpful and very cool and very entertaining. So thanks for that. Thank you, sir. Yep. And uh, so Halak is uh, prominent in that. And then, um, so in game one, Europe played really well. They uh, lost three to one, which sounds weird, but they really, Canada was just blowing teams out of the water and they held their own as long as they can. And then Canada kind of stepped on the gas. And I think it might have even been an empty net goal to make it three, but I don't remember offhand. And then in game two, Europe was winning the whole game. They were up one nothing, really late going into the third period. And then uh, miraculously, Canada scores a power play goal with about two minutes left. And then with 42 seconds left in the game, they scored a shorthanded goal, and they won the whole darn thing. So it was a best-of-three series. They came that close, Europe, to getting a uh, forcing a game three, 
and also giving Canada their first loss and only loss, but it just didn't happen. So Canada won. Tournament MVP was uh, Sidney Crosby. He deserved that. Um, yeah, I don't say that really very easily as being a Ranger fan. But since we have a podcast trying to be as professional as possible, the cool thing with that for, for Sidney is that uh, he joins only uh, the great one and Bobby Orr as the three hockey players to win the Hart Trophy, the Conn Smythe, and the international MVP. So those are all the MVPs of the regular season, of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and of international uh, play. So that's pretty incredible company anytime you mention the great one and Bobby Orr in uh, the same breath. So, yeah, again, uh, Canada won. They took out Europe in two games, and everything was in Canada's favor, but they did not disappoint. So that's their fourth international championship in a row. Yeah, well, you uh, you hold down the professionalism on the podcast. I'm going to stay over here in the corner hating Sidney Crosby. You know what? I think it kind of worked pretty well because Crosby is out, at least for the beginning of the season. Uh, we, at the recording of this podcast, as Gary said, the NHL season it has started. Mm -hmm. And it was announced that Crosby had a con more concussion problems. So that's pretty bad news for the Pittsburgh Penguins, the defending Stanley Cup champions. But... I think they should be okay without him in the interim, but we'll see. Uh, bad luck. You know, being a Ranger fan, and again, it's, it's tough for me to admit it, but yeah, he has a reputation of being a crybaby and, and things of that nature, but uh, he is a very talented player, and when he has his head screwed on right, he's an excellent passer and, and, and a little bit tougher than people give him credit for. So that's kind of why we have a little frustration on the outside looking in. We don't know why he's uh, so much of a crybaby, but... It, whatever we'll leave that at that and one of the best players in in the game nowadays so it, it's kind of tough when he has to be out and miss so much time with concussions and really what can you do because the nhl has made great strides in making the helmets better and they've even changed the rules to make sure that players are as safe as possible and they're very careful with the hits you can put on guys and and not jar them too badly, like uh, boarding and things of that nature. And as Gary and I have talked many a time, and I'm sure any NHL fan has noticed over the last few years, it's a bit, a little bit frustrating watching in that uh, the littlest hooker or something will be called immediately by the officials when in the past you basically could uh, almost, Lord knows what you could do to an opposing player and get away with it. Now it's much more uh, friendly, I guess, but safer, which is the important thing. Yeah, you know, it, it sure would make me an awful person to uh, take pleasure in someone else's significant medical misfortune. It, it sure would. So I won't do that. Sure is a shame about Crosby having to miss all that time. Sure is. Pity. So speaking of which, we'll go into, maybe it's a little bit late, but we weren't going to drop this podcast until... Friday of the week anyway, so but uh, the regular season is only a couple of nights old, mm. so forgive us for that, but uh, here goes our predictions on the upcoming season, and now that we kind of had a little bit of a crystal ball there that we see that Crosby is not going to be in the lineup with, for the Penguins in the near future, maybe that changes things a little bit, but I'm not going to cheat. We worked on this last week before the season began, so we'll stick with that and see what happens from there no let's tell the truth james you worked on this last week i looked at it and said yeah okay 
Yeah, because you were too busy doing a million other things and doing all the other grunt work that goes into making this podcast possible. So we've been down that road many a time before, and we appreciate you and thank you very much for your humility and your great talent. But uh-huh. anyway, with the new season coming in, uh, it's the 100th anniversary of the NHL, uh, 1917 to 2017 marks 100 years of this wonderful, wonderful league. Mm-hmm. And none other than the great one himself has been uh, deemed the ambassador for, I guess that means Gretzky is going to be a little bit busier this year in terms of promoting the league more. I know that he was hired by the Edmonton Oilers in a uh, higher up position as well. So we'll see what that means. But anything that the great one is involved in, I'm on board for. So speaking of Gretzky and the Oilers, uh, I want to get this off my chest right here and now. Sure. I call shenanigans. Not on Gretzky. I got nothing against the great one. Yeah, I, I, I have no truck with, uh, or uh, no, you know, I, I hold no ill will towards the great one. He is uh, the great one for a reason. But I saw footage just this very morrow. Uh, no, that'd be tomorrow. Just this very morning, I saw footage uh, from some kind of celebration in Edmonton of Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier, former Rangers captain Mark Messier, skating around on the ice in some kind of celebratory something or other. I imagine they're celebrating one of their many Stanley Cup victories. It's probably an anniversary of some sort. I don't know. Uh, but but he was, you know, yesterday, I assume, he was skating around Edmonton in an Oilers jersey, waving at the fans, happy as you please. And, and uh, you know, it's, oh, isn't it great to be an Oiler? Tonight, before we started recording, uh, it was the opening night for the New York Rangers. And they're at home. So they had this big ceremony to celebrate their 90th season. And... Who was out there waving to the fans in a Rangers jacket but Mark Messier? So these, my friend, are the shenanigans that I call. He can't be an oiler and a Ranger on consecutive nights. I'm sorry. I'm drawing a line. Nope. 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 Sorry. Pick one. Fair enough. Uh, I I do know that the Oilers opened up a new arena last night. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe that had something to do with it. And, and they are officially hiring Gretzky in some higher up uh, uh, position for the the franchise. Yep. But I got no, for no problems Messier, at all with Wayne. Yeah. For Messier, uh, I'm with you 100 percent on that. Um, I guess just speaking for myself, I'm in the minority where I don't worship Mark Messier by any means. Uh-huh. Yes, he brought the Stanley Cup to the Rangers after 54 years of frustration and Islander fans let us know it every single day up until that point. But uh-huh. um, 1940. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, 1940. Yeah, 20- Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Very well done. And uh, we could laugh at that now, but it's been 22 years since then. But anyhow, and counting. But yeah, I agree with you. Either. Get the accolades from Edmonton or the Rangers, but don't do both. It's not cool. So I'm with you on there. Um, I'm not going to tell him to his face, but I'd send Mark Messier to the penalty box. You're going to be in Vancouver tomorrow? Exactly. There you go. Well, he probably would if they paid him enough. It wouldn't be the first time. 
Hey, hey that's he, he took the money that Gretzky turned down in the first place way back when to go join the Vancouver Canucks. So there uh-huh. you go. And left his buddy Gretzky high and dry on the Rangers. That's right. In his that's... very last season, he wanted to retire playing <laughs> with his best friend who said, thanks, but there's uh, several million reasons why I need to be in Vancouver right now. Yeah. Uh, see, fans, Ranger, you know, uh, hockey fans in general, we have long memories, so you can't fool us. So I, I agree with you, American Rhino, so well done. Happy trails, Captain Crybaby. <laughs> and I admire your bravery, too. That That's great. But Come at me, mess. I wouldn't mess with a rhino, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, sorry, I, I, de- I completely derailed this conversation. What were we talking about? Oh, uh, the the NHL is 100 years old and Gretzky is yeah. an ambassador. That's right. Right, right. And uh, for 100 years old, the NHL is in ex- is in excellent shape, so good for them. And Doesn't look a day over 87. Not at all. <laughs> but the cool thing was the season officially started Wednesday night on October 12th. Mm-hmm. And that is a very, very special date in your family, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Uh, six years ago, uh, yesterday, which was, as James said, October 12th, I, w- I met my daughter for the very first time. And uh, it was, oh, incredible. Uh, and so happy birthday, Julia. She continues to brighten up and lighten up our lives and make them incredibly interesting on a day-to-day basis. But I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. So she's sleeping right now, but uh, uh, I would be remiss were I not to publicly mention happy birthday to my little girl. Absolutely. Very happy birthday and many, 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 many more as the sweet little thing is a deck hockey player in the making too. So (laughs) as good footsteps to follow in daddy's. So well done there and sweetheart of a gal. And thanks for the assist on that one, buddy. Yeah, of course. Um, So getting back to the predictions part of how we think the teams will fare in the upcoming regular season of the NHL, uh, the American Rhino and I will talk about what teams we think will not make the playoffs first because only 14 out of the 30 miss out. Mm -hmm. So statistically, it's harder to predict who won't make the playoffs than who (laughs) will make the playoffs. So I don't know if that's going to get a little bit more complicated next year when the Las Vegas team comes in. Yep. But as of right now... This is what we're dealing with. So I went to a couple of sources to make sure that uh, Gary and I at least look like we know what we're talking about. As, as Gary mentioned before, again, that this is a deck hockey podcast, but the NHL is the granddaddy of all hockey. So yes, deck hockey included. But uh, USA Today and Welcome Sports to Illustrated. Welcome hockey mania. Sorry. Well done. No, not really. The granddaddy. Uh, nev- move on. Yeah, no, Just no, move no. on. Okay. It's uh, a wrestling so, reference. Don't worry about it. it could be. We wouldn't have a successful podcast if we didn't get at least one wrestling reference in, right? <laughs> Got to fill a quota. But well, I don't know how successful our podcast is now, but yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> okay. So we use sources, spe- specifically USA Today mm. and Sports Illustrated, And uh, they basically more or less have the same rankings of who's going to do well and who isn't going to do too well. And there is one surprise in that as what team won't make the playoffs according to them. So according to us here at Hit the Deck, 
uh, let's start in the Metropolitan Division, where, as we said before, that Gary and I are big Ranger fans, and mm-hmm. some of our listeners, specifically Brad and Patrick, are huge Islander fans, and one of our favorite people in the whole wide world and great supporter of Hit the Deck, Sue, is a Devils fan. Yeah. So, um, my point of view, and and I'll go out on a limb here, I think that all three of our favorite teams will make the playoffs. So to focus on the teams that I think will not, um, and this is for spite, by the way, starting from the bottom up, I think the team that will finish in last place of the Metropolitan Division will be the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm fine with that. That's based on nothing but spite. So hopefully, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite me in the butt. Enjoy the basement, suckers. Uh, second to last, I think the Blue Jackets will not make the playoffs again. Um, I do like John Tortorella. I don't hate his guts, but uh, he is, as as shown during the last uh, World Cup of Hockey tournament, he is still a hothead and he has a habit of rubbing people the wrong way. Yeah. In, and the thing I do not like about him is that he does call out players and and that's not cool, man. I mean, if you have a problem with a player or something like that, just keep it in the locker room and then go on from there. But anyway, he also uh, really, really likes to bench people like, yeah. Oh, we haven't scored in 10 minutes. Let me bench half of my roster. Exactly. So with that, I I think Columbus will be second to last. And uh, just on the outside looking in will be the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, so close. So So very close, but yet so far. Exactly. So, uh, and not really in any particular order, the five teams, I think, will make the playoffs in the Metropolitan Division. The Washington Capitals, Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Penguins, Mm -hmm. even though they lost Sydney. Uh, The New York Islanders, I do think that they have enough to make the postseason. John Tavares is one of the greatest players in the game, period. He's still young and uh, just getting better and better. Mm -hmm. They have Andrew Ladd that they uh, upgraded over... um, Kyle Oposo, depending on how you feel about that. And again, if you don't like anything I'm saying here, please reference Brad's wonderful synopsis on uh, the Islanders since he is a much better expert on the team than I am. And uh, obviously, as we said before, we have Halak in goal and Grice. So probably Halak will be a trading chip. But for now, they have that two-headed monster there. Um, and, uh, according to Brad as well, they did lose Matt Martin, who I thought he was my favorite Islander, if, if that's possible. But, um, Brad still thinks that the fourth line is just fine without him with Sezikis and Clutterbuck still holding down the fourth there. So I do think the Islanders will make it. The New York Rangers, obviously, I think will make it because I don't want to get, uh, the American Rhino angry or his <laughs> lovely wife, but, uh, being a fan as well, I, I think they'll they'll make the playoffs. Now, just to go back to the Islanders for a second. Sure. Um, wasn't uh, when we had Sam Chima on the podcast, wasn't Matt Martin the player that he said was going to check his friend into the boards for basically kicks? Um, yes, but uh, Martin's a big guy and and uh, he, he's not a goon. That's one of the things I liked about Martin is that he's a, he's a strong player. And maybe this isn't the right term, but I use it as a as a positive term. He's an enforcer. To me, I think a goon and enfor- an enforcer are two different things. But yeah, he's he's a big, strong, tough guy. And well, 
I don't think he would have hurt his friend too badly. But... No, no, that, that's fine. My my point is only now who are they going to find to plaster their unsuspecting friend into the, the glass on a hockey rink? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Brad might find out for us. Or yeah, we'll uh, see. That's, that's quite a lost experience for that gentleman. There you go. But anyway, thanks for referencing Snipe Town, too. Maybe we'll give Sam a, a call and see if he he heard anything. So that's a good question. Yeah, we'll have to check out Snipe Town and see what's going on. Nicely done. Uh, but yeah, again, the Rangers, we still have one of the best goalies in the world in um, in the King, Henrik Lundqvist. I still think our defense is good. Uh, we still have a majority. You know, obviously, our uh, the Rangers captain, um, McDonough, is still there. And... Uh, the, the supporting cast and stuff. Hopefully Girardi could kind of get his game back in order. But we do – I keep saying we, excuse me. Uh, the Rangers, fan habit, my apologies. I'll allow it. Thank you. But uh, the, the no Rangers problem. scoring core is still suspect. Um, but uh, just curious as to their head coach. Okay. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name as well as you do. I believe you're referring to Elevio. Thank you. <laughs> I never get tired of hearing that. Yeah, I know. So hopefully he will um, stick with the system and they, they could figure it out. But um, obviously Zuccarello had a heck of a tournament and he just scored, as a matter of fact, as we are recording this. Oh, no, excuse me. I thought that was Zuccarello that scored. But um, anyhow. I, again, uh, we, we went through this when I was in Seattle. Your feed is several seconds ahead of mine. So okay. you're like, oh, he just scored. I was like, wait, what? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was Zuccarello. So case in point. There you go. Nicely. <laughs> Good eye there, buddy. So, um, so yeah, hopefully we, we get the, we get the, the scoring up and, and help out the defense and especially the King Henrik Lundqvist because he's been standing on his head for, what is this, his 12th season or so now in the league, and that's on top of all of his success in the international stage as well. So uh, so for the final team that uh, I have, and, and this is my kind of sleeper pick, and mainly for Sue's sake because she is such a loyal listener and we, we got to thank her in some way. But I do think that the New Jersey Devils will make the playoffs this year. They did get t- Taylor Hall as one of the prominent scorers in the league. And Corey Schneider is an excellent goalie and uh, has been so for the last couple of years, and I think he's coming to his own. So I do think that they'll they'll have enough to get in. According to Sports Illustrated and USA Today, they do not have the Devils making it, but I do. So there. Right. Now, James, uh, we just went through the Metropolitan Division, and mm-hmm. perhaps you should have done this right at the top, but... For the benefit of our listeners, would you catch us up on exactly how a, a team makes the playoffs in the NHL? It's complicated to, to try and sum it up. Uh, the Forgive me if I'm getting long-winded here, but the league is divided into four divisions. So there's the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. And in the East, there's the Metropolitan and Atlantic Divisions. And those two divisions, there are more teams in the East, by the way, than the West. But somehow the NHL says that the statistics still shore up that it's the same percentage to get in in both leagues. I don't know how they figured that one out, but they claim that's the case. But um, eight, the top eight teams in each division, uh, in each 
Yeah, and each division make it. So you can get, as we we have five teams from the Metropolitan Division qualifying for the postseason and just three from the Atlantic. So that's the eight teams there with the rest on the outside looking in. And in the West, in the Central, uh, I think the that's probably the best division in the league. I have five teams making the playoffs there, too, with only two not making it. And then three from the Pacific making it. And one team there is uh, in honor of a very cool LIQ member in Mike, who was kind enough to do his synopsis for his beloved L.A. Kings on the Hit the Deck Facebook page as well. Well, so thank you, sir. That, yes, absolutely. Thanks, Mike. So does, does that clear things up a little bit? Yes, thank you for the explanation. Sure. And the thing that makes things a little bit more complicated, too, is that now that they have – there's no ties anymore, and mm-hmm. you get an automatic overtime, and then if you win the game, you get the extra second point. So that just makes things really weird. That's why you have – Teams that could have well over a hundred points um, and still not clinch it, like when just twenty years ago, ten years ago, with the old system, if you had ninety points, you were in. It was basically you, you were locked mm-hmm. to get to the postseason. Now, if you have ninety-five points, you're sweating and hoping to make it in because a lot of teams, because of the extra point automatic and the uh, the tiebreaker, the point system is really kind of goofy. So. Somehow they figured it out. I'm not a mathematician by any chance, stretch of the imagination. So it seems to work out. And I guess teams haven't really complained about it, but we'll see. I mean, just last year, too, with, with being a Ranger fan and an Islander, Islander fans out there, too, that they had 90-plus season uh, points and that we were, like, fighting for the last couple of, of spots out there. So yeah. it's really quite weird. And, and I remember at one point, too, the Rangers would jump from first place – and then lose a game and then be all the way down to fifth place because <laughs> of just one loss because of the, the team's leapfrogging and and all that and then the points differ- differential. So it was really quite strange. But, for example, for last year in the Metropolitan Division, the Washington Capitals ran away with it with 120 points. Mm-hmm. And Pittsburgh was second with 104, the Rangers with 101, and the Islanders with 100 points. And then the teams that just made it with 96 points – the Philadelphia Flyers <laughs> and Detroit somehow got in with 93. They were the least amount uh, of points to qualify for the postseason in the East. And Tampa Bay had 97 and Florida had 103. So that's how that kind of worked out. So really weird. But uh, as Gary and I said before, again, it's that um, it's harder not to make the playoffs statistically mm-hmm. than it is to make the playoffs because <laughs> more teams don't make it than right. do. Mm-hmm. So that shores up the Metropolitan over in the Atlantic. Uh, I think that the Florida Panthers will go from an insane season that they had last year to a disastrous one this year. USA Today and Sports Illustrated disagree wholeheartedly with my opinion there. But I think that the Panthers, especially with old man Yager, the guy that's only like four or five years older than I am, um, yeah, the the yeah. <laughs> the wonder of the league, really. Seriously, God bless him. I, I tip my cap to him. That's just extraordinary, absolutely remarkable. But um, I don't know. I, I they they had a great year last year. I'm not saying it's a fluke, but uh, I have them being in the basement this year just for the sake of it to to be an upset and see what happens. All right. 
Second to last, the Buffalo Sabres. They still are kind of in a rebuilding mode or um, flux mode, whatever. So I don't see them having much of a change this year. An interesting team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and as the recording of this podcast, the season started last year, and their rookie sensation, Austin Matthews, didn't just score once. He didn't just score twice. He didn't even just have a hat trick, but he scored four goals in his debut, which has never happened in the history of the NHL. Yeah, you know what? A- that, that I will grant you that is very impressive, but... Uh, at least from my experience with the Rangers, I've seen lots of rookies come in like a house of fire and then either flame out or just kind of revert to mediocrity or, you know, at least average, uh, you know, uh, just revert to, to average play. So I'm going to say that just because he had a spectacular opening night is not an indication that he's going to have a spectacular season. That's a hot take for you there, James. You mean he's not going to score 363 goals this year? Blazing hot take. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, so um, we have the Maple Leafs finishing towards the middle of the pack in uh, towards the basement. Um, but they do have a young team, the Maple Leafs. So I do think that – and the consensus is that they'll be good in the future. I think they have something like six rookies – in their starting lineup. So that's pretty uh, amazing. But the good things for them in the future, I guess. Uh, the Ottawa Senators, I have just above the Maple Leafs not making the playoffs. They still have a questionable defense, even with uh, Carlson there. And they were the team that actually beat Toronto last night. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think that they have enough to make the postseason. And my sincere apologies to Hockey Town. And I do mean that. But I think that this may be the end of the, t- the Detroit Red Wings postseason run. They've made, I believe, 25 postseasons in a row. I don't think they're going to pull it off this year. I, I think that the Bruins, Canadians, and Lightning will win out the Atlantic. You so, know what? I'm going to disagree with you there, James. All right. I think Detroit is going to make the playoffs because it's Detroit. You can never count out the Wings. And conversely, I'm picking Montreal to miss the playoffs because I hate the Canadians. Okay, so there you go. So there's the Atlantic. Moving over to the West. And uh, by all means, send us your complaints uh, on our Facebook or Twitter page. And Gary always so generously lets you know how to contact us after the podcast. Send us emails, whatever. Let us know if we sound like we know what we're talking about or if you think we're completely off our rockers but that's the way it goes so going over to the central i don't know how to say screw you in french but i hope the sentiment carries over the uh only two teams i have and that really stinks that's not fair but two teams (laughs) out of the division will not make the playoffs from the central the colorado avalanche in last place and the winnipeg jets just above them still i don't think they have enough to compete with such an incredible, and that's not really a knock on those two franchises. It's just that they have the luck of the draw of being in the toughest division in the NHL. And yeah, they do not have it easy. No, they, between the Dallas stars, Nashville predators and the Chicago Blackhawks, not to mention the St. Louis blues and the Minnesota wild. That is really, really tough. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
that's that for the central. The stars, I think, between Jamie Benn and, and Tyler Sagan and Patrick Sharp and their goalie, uh, Antti Niemi, one of the best in, in the game. I think they'll probably finish first, followed by closely the Nashville Predators, especially with their swap of defensemen. They pick up P.K. Subban for Shea Weber, who goes to that uh, north-of-the-border team that you're not very fond of. <laughs> so um, I think he'll be a perfect fit for the Predators. They have Ryan Johansson and Philip Forsberg, and they join Captain Mike Fisher and Pekka Rene, who, again, is another fantastic, fantastic goalie. The Chicago Blackhawks are the Chicago Blackhawks, mm -hmm. and um, you just can never count them out as the same with the Detroit Red Wings. And my kind of sleeper pick is the Minnesota Wild. Uh, I know they have a new coach in Boudreaux coming in, but they are a good team, a young team, relatively. And I think that they will have enough to make it in. And, of course, the St. Louis Blues, uh, just being from New York, I don't know. They just seem to be a little bit too underrated for my liking. I think they're one of the best franchises in the game mm. and have done a really fantastic job in turning that franchise around to be a preeminent postseason team in the last few years between Tarasenko and Bomeister and uh, Jake Allen. Uh, but they did lose their captain, David Backus, and defenseman Kevin Shattenkirk. I think he's on the trading block, and he would look pretty darn good in Broadway blue. So just saying that. Yeah, but that may do... be true, but I don't think the Rangers have two nickels to rub together in cap space. Yeah. But uh, so that's that for the... The Central. So moving on over to the Pacific. You know, before just before we move out of the Central, sure. I don't know who they'd be able to leapfrog, but I would like to see a win for the the uh, Winnipeg Jets. I'd like to see them squeak in just because I think their fan base deserves it. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. They have one of the, the smallest arenas in the league, but uh, how they got the team back was really remarkable. And for a little town like winnipeg they are hockey fanatics so i agree with you they do deserve better than that so we'll see but um hey you never know that that's the whole point you got to play the games and watch the watch them come out and this is all just speculation we mm -hmm. don't know we don't have a crystal ball so <laughs> all right round us out for the league james okay over in the pacific in last place, again, this is kind of more for spite because even though we did, the Rangers did beat them in the 94 uh, Stanley Cup, uh, I think the Vancouver Canucks will be in last place this year uh, despite the Sedin twins still being pretty darn good players. But I don't know about Ryan Miller in goal. He's kind of, um, I wouldn't say past his prime, but we'll see. So I have them in last place. The Edmonton Oilers, second to last. It's really frustrating watching these guys, hopefully having Gretzky back over there. Maybe they can follow his greatness, and some of that could sprinkle down on these young kids. Every year they seem to draft the the, the best pick of the, of, of the draft and do nothing with these guys. So they have a stable full of young, fantastic talent, including – Connor McDavid, who really introduced himself to the world in the World Cup of Hockey. If you weren't familiar with him before, everybody knows this kid now. So, But I do think that they're still a little too young. And um, they did lose Taylor Hall to the New Jersey Devils, which I think was a great trade for the Devils, by the way. Mm. Um, but I don't think they have enough to make the postseason. Uh, on top of that, the Arizona Coyotes, 
Yeah, I don't know much about them, so I'll just pick them for not making the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean, me, the Coyotes seem like another one of those teams that always looks like they have uh, the makings of a good team, and they could break out, but they can never put it together. Yeah, plus the fact that they were almost bankrupt and somehow stayed in the league. So yeah. good for them. That, that That's a victory in and of itself, so forget about the postseason. Um, and then the team that I think is on the outside looking in, uh, and not necessarily according to the experts, are the Anaheim Ducks. Now, this is only because I think the team that's going to make the playoffs in their spot is just too darn good to pass up. So, <laughs> Not so due- mighty anymore, are you? Well, it, really, I mean, they're, they're, they're a great team. They're, they're a fine, consummate postseason team, and um, that's not – I'm not saying that – casually mm-hmm. that they're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, I, I don't think they will, but um, we'll see how that goes because the three teams that I think will make the playoffs from the Pacific in first place, I'm picking the San Jose Sharks. I was pulling for them last year in the Stanley Cup final, obviously, being a Metropolitan uh, team fan. I uh, can't root for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And no, I do honestly, obviously. as we were saying with the Winnipeg Jets, I think the San Jose Sharks – and their fans really deserve a Stanley Cup because they've been so good for so long after being so bad for so long. So Yeah, they, well, I mean, they, they last year was the year they finally didn't flame out in the first round, right? Yeah, and that's all mainly thanks to the LA Kings, which is nothing to be ashamed of. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I do think that they have enough in, in their um, roster to get back there or at least finish first in the Pacific Right behind them, I have the L.A. Kings, and that's so Mike doesn't hurt me too badly. Um, <laughs> Good call. But, yeah, seriously, they, they're, they're a great team. And uh, Mike did go into the strange thing, deservedly Kopitar getting the captaincy, but taking it away from Brown, which I thought was kind of weird, and, and now he doesn't have any alternate captain or anything anymore. So that's kind of weird as the man did to help very much so get two Stanley Cups to the L.A. Kings, but we'll see how that goes. And uh, obviously, uh, defenseman Drew Doughty is uh, fantastic, and Jonathan Quick, even though he's hurt, as Mike got into as well, as the season isn't starting as well as they had hoped, but he's one of just a fantastic goalie. So uh, again, I keep saying that. He's one of the best in the world, but really, there are tremendous goalies out there this just seems to be a time in the nhl where the goalies are probably at their best where pretty much every team has a one solid starting goalie and the teams that don't really pay for it so uh quick is one of the elite out there but for me i have the calgary flames making the postseason this year flame on very good their problem from what little I saw of them last year was they had no starting goalie, basically. So they did shore that up with Brian Elliott and Chad Johnson. So I think that they have that taken care of. I mean, that is an unfortunate situation to find yourself in. Oh, absolutely. As we just said, that you need a great goalie to uh, keep your heads above water in this league. Mm. And that's true. And they did shore up Johnny Goudreau, who is another young phenomenal talent and he's there i think for six years now so he signed a a deal with them but um to stay with calgary he's just he's so much fun to watch he's a quick 
strong kid. He looks like you could blow him over in a stiff breeze, but <laughs> he's just phenomenal hands and quickness and whew, just fun, fun watch, fun, fun kid to watch. So that's why I think the Flames will make it in. So I got three Good. teams from the Pacific and five from the Central. Yeah. In the West to right. qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs at the end of the 100th season of the NHL. Good overview, James. Thanks for that. Thank you, sir. All right. So uh, to wrap up, I guess we want to just remind you uh, once again, we mentioned it earlier, but uh, this Saturday at Rocky, uh, I'm sorry, not not this Saturday as in tomorrow, but this Saturday as in the uh, 22nd, we are going to be playing in the Hockey at Rockies tournament at Rocky Sullivan's Bar in Red Hook, Brooklyn. So if you are available, a tournament goes all day. Try and come down, join it, see if you can jump on a team or, or get one together if you feel like you have some like-minded friends. Admission is only $20 for the entirety of your team, whether you have four guys or girls, whether you have four people or 14 people, uh, although maybe not so much with the 14, you know, we, we want to keep it uh, competitive and, you know, it's just three on three plus goalies. So, you know, you can do line changes, but come on, let's not go crazy. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, so it, it, we had a great time the last couple of times we played in it. We talked extensively about the Hockey at Rockies tournament when we did it in March. Um, I believe that was what, – what, what podcast did we do our, our Hockey at Rockies tournament wrap-up, James? Uh, we mentioned it in episodes four before the tournament, and we wrapped it up in episode eight. Was episode eight also the interview with uh, – Rocky Sullivan's one of Rocky Sullivan's owners and organizer of the tournament, George Cornianko. I believe it was, as a matter of fact. Uh, I, I should know that a little bit better, but uh, I think so. Uh, may, my nine may have been the interview with with George, but uh, I do think that episode eight was our synopsis of the tournament itself, and then I think we may have saved the interview for episode nine. So sorry for not being. Um, up to date on that on our own podcast all right well either way uh if you're (laughs) new and you're interested go back and check out those podcasts if not uh which is to say if you're not new and you've already heard it then uh this is just your heads up that the tournament's coming and you can be a part of it we'd love to see you out there and if you do come out to Rockies, uh, you can come home with a sweet Hit the Deck sticker. Uh, so you can rep your favorite podcast by sticking it uh, adhesively to any surface that will take its <laughs> adhesive stickiness. I, I don't know. You know how stickers work. Come on. Don't be a vandal. Be cool. Stay in school. I don't. I don't. Oh. <laughs> last minute remaining in the podcast all right thank you pops okay so anyway uh we've made it through another podcast we hope you enjoy our banter and our overview james is really overview of the coming nhl season we're back we're glad to have you back and 
So we're so happy to be back that we're going to tell you that we're not going to be around next week. <laughs> there will be no podcast next week. I apologize profusely. Life will get in the way, but you will be forewarned not to expect it. Um, look for us again in two weeks' time. Until then, thank you ever so much for listening. As always, thank you to Anthony Sajazi for music. Thank you to Pops for being the voice of the podcast. Thank you to the LIQ for sound effects used in the podcast and to select LIQ members, Brad Vonsky, Mike Margiata, and hopefully Rob McCullough, who will be contributing or have contributed their own predictions for the uh, coming seasons for their NHL teams, which you can check out on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash hit the deck. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or any other outlet. Thank you to Podbean for hosting our podcast. As ever, check out our website, hitthedeck.com. Check out our YouTube page, which is hit the deck and check out whatever it is that James is about to tell you that I forgot. Really, you got a majority of it. Just Twitter, hit the deck pod, and Instagram at hit the deck. I, I think you may have mentioned the Instagram, as a matter of fact. There's a lot of ways to get in contact with us. And email hit the deck at gmail.com. Good save, buddy. That's You're why you goalie. always that's why you always need a quality defenseman to back you up. There you go. All right. And as ever, in case you've forgotten. I would be remiss were I not to remind you, be you playing in the Rockies tournament next week or really whatever you do in life. Remember, it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs>